The Social Screenwriters Podcast. The Social Screenwriters Podcast. The Social Screenwriters Podcast. Where Andy talks to people he met on the internet. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 24 of the Social Screenwriters Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Compton, and today on the show we have a very special guest. Her name is Aiko Hilkinger. So Aiko is a screenwriter. She is the winner of the 2022 We Screenplay TV contest, and also the winner of the Fast Track Fellowship Holiday and Animation category in 2020. I think that was also with the Network ISA of which she is one of Network ISA's top 25 screenwriters to watch. Um, She went to Vancouver Film School. She is based in Columbia. She was in L.A. for a bit, but now she's back home in Columbia. Um, Really interesting person. uh, Pretty young to be entering the professional screenwriting world, which is pretty cool and unique. Kind of like Jake Lawler, who I had on here. Uh, if you haven't heard his episode, check that out after this one. It's a great one, um, really interesting st- backstory. But Aiko also has an interesting backstory. Um, so today we get into you know her process, uh, the things that she likes to write. She's a uh, I-, I haven't had too many animation writers on here, so if you're an animation writer, definitely stay tuned because Aiko is kind of making waves in that space. And um, she writes some family-friendly stuff, some children's programming. Uh, She's taken paid gigs. She got repped last year at Fourth Wall Management. So she's making things happen. Um, If you guys like what you hear and you want to help out the podcast, you can donate to us at the PayPal link on our social media. Just go to at social writer pod and click the link tree link and there's a paypal link in there to donate if you can great that'd be awesome i really appreciate it if you can't not a big deal i hope you still enjoy the episode um but we do just appreciate i appreciate the help and guys i released a short film called ethan and edna recently that i wrote and directed uh it's available on youtube and vimeo it's about a young man who's heartbroken he's just been broken up with and he ends up spending the day with his widowed, recently widowed grandma, Edna, who's kind of this like hard-nosed, straightforward, no-nonsense, blunt, says-what's-on-her-mind kind of person. And together, they kind of help each other heal in their newfound loneliness. Um, But yeah, I really would love if you guys could check that out. That'd be awesome. Again, it's on YouTube and Vimeo. You can just search Ethan and Edna or go to my profiles on anything and um, you will find a link in the Linktree link. That's it, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Iko Hilkinger and let's get into it. Okay, so thank you for meeting with me and uh, everyone. You probably know Iko from Twitter and maybe other social media that I'm not even on. I don't know. Are you a TikTok person? I tried. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's so many of us. Let's start talking about Iko, the screenwriter. Um, So let's start right at the beginning. Um, Well, actually, you know what? I just want to say a couple things about you. You won the We Screenplay TV contest last year. Um, was it an animated pilot? Yes. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Do you mind like sharing the title and just like a quick like description? Yeah, a little for log sure. Line? Um, it's on my website if anybody wants to kind of like check it out or like request it. Um, mm-hmm. but it's called, uh, 2052. 
it was inspired because I watched a fucking TikTok in 2021 that was like the next, like astrologically, the next big, like pandemic level catastrophe or whatever the fuck it was is going to mm. happen in 2052. And I was like, mm. hmm, that's very interesting. How can mm. we like, what can we predict? Like what could be that actual pandemic level like extinction or whatever the fuck sure. uh, yeah. problem that we're going to be facing. Yeah. And the, and then right after that video, I saw one of those uh, fucking like robot dogs just oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. going upstairs yeah. and, and doing shit and like running around. And I was like, oh yeah, AI that's is going to kill us. AI is going to fucking murder us. Yeah. Um, and that's literally it. I wrote this, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, very much like Last of Us inspired animated YA show about mm-hmm. this, these two girls that uh, sort of find themselves together by chance and opportunity and have to traverse the entirety of the United States in this post-apocalyptic robot infested and led world mm-hmm. that's been literally turned into like this gigantic computer. So the entire world and the entire planet is just metal and yeah. wires and shit. And um, humanity is like, the only reason humanity is not dead or like was thrown out of the planet. Like if, I don't know if you watched the Mitchells, but that's what they were gonna do. The robots were gonna throw humans like out yeah. into space. Uh-huh. Um, the only reason they're still alive is because, uh, a bunch of robots, like he are stuck in this, like, uh, philosophical conundrum of like, if we let them go, if like, if we kill them, are we just as bad as they are? Like, how are we supposed mm-hmm. to be better, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the entire show it's, it's about like, just understanding each other and trying to find common ground, uh, and then, making sure that that common ground is not, um, how do I put it? It's not, uh, something that is harmful to anybody, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. very hard and it's very complex. And Mm -hmm. in the simplest of easiest, like bite size, it's about like family found family and just making sure that, uh, we're there for each other. And that's Mm -hmm. pretty much it. And there's a cute dog. (laughs) <laughs> really oh, I mean, well, yeah, that's perfect then. <laughs> that's like the cherry on top. No, that sounds amazing. Yep. That's great. And it's so that's really cool. It's animated too. Like, what do you yeah. like have like a, a a vision in mind for like what type of animation it would be? Like, you know, there's uh, like um, you know, there's comic booky kind of animation, then there's like Pixar yeah. animation and I love DreamWorks style okay. 2D animation. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of just like Kipo and the owl house disney like 2d is also like everything to me yeah um so it'd be it'd be in that style at least in my head i don't know if it actually if, if it ever gets made fingers crossed knock on wood right right um, right we all have I'm our vision of what we would hope it would be yeah. and then the vision that we're like yeah that's cool let's do it that's the one that like that's the cheapest one that's cool we can do yeah, that yeah, too. <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough and that's like yeah. i mean where too like you know the animation style is of course a big part of it and it's you know important to the yeah. look but I mean, especially to us writers, but I think even the viewers, you know, the story trumps everything. Like, um, you could literally do a really beautifully written story with just stick men on like, you know, yeah. uh, loose leaf notebook paper. 
And you can yeah, make that look stylistic. It, and cool. Yeah, I mean, we all just yeah. cried to two boulders uh, having a conversation. Oh, my gosh. Everywhere. You know, like, it I can happen. I swear to God, that, that yeah. was the funniest thing ever. Because I was just like, why the fuck am I in this theater crying? It's like two fucking rocks. God damn it. Yeah, I was like, I had already cried like twice by that point. And yeah. then that was happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, what is this movie? Like, I just like leaking out of my face the entire like second half of the movie. But Listen, um, if they don't get that fucking oscar i'm gonna fucking kill people i swear i know i know that was like for sure for me and i know maybe some people are like getting tired of the hype around it and some people but like for me that was like my favorite movie of 2022 but also like yeah same that was the one of my favorite movies i've ever seen in my life like that was like to be corny about it like i feel like i left (laughs) that theater like having a different idea of what movies could be Yes. Um, Because it was just so powerful and so like just empathetic and like emotionally like just hard hitting. And like, I don't know, it just really struck a chord with me. And um, I loved it. But yeah, anyway, we're going to have two rocks now having a conversation on screen and it's beautiful and amazing. And it Um, wins awards, baby. (laughs) And it wins awards. Yeah. Um, I actually just got done watching this actors on actors thing with Jamie Lee Curtis and Colin Farrell. Oh, I got to watch that. It was it's like I'm going to share it later, I think, uh, because it's really one of the like most human conversations about just like not only art and the art they've created as actors, but um, just like life in general. And like, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis talks a lot about just being older now and uh, talking about like, you know, being aware now of the ticking time clock of life and things. So they have these really deep conversations and it's just like really beautiful and amazing. So I'm going to share that later on Twitter. This will already be out, but you know, you can, you can find it on YouTube, but anyway. Okay. So yeah, you won that competition. That's amazing. Uh, Again, it was the We Screenplay TV contest, but also you in 2020 won the Fast Track Fellowship Holiday Animation category and animation category. And then also you're one of Network ISA's top 25 screenwriters to watch. So you have some pretty cool accolades amongst others, but those were kind of like the biggest ones. Yeah, Uh, they are for sure. Yeah, Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. So just like to give people an idea of like where Ico's at right now. Um, and I'm sure you have other things going on. I know that you got repped yeah. last year. Yeah. 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 Where'd April. you get repped again? I'm over at fourth wall management. That's right. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I didn't want to say it first cause I didn't write that part down and I was like, shit, <laughs> where okay. was it? Yeah. It was fourth wall. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So that's kind of where you're at right now. You're killing it, crushing it. Um, let's start at the top though. How'd you get into screenwriting? Uh. Okay, this this story is kind of long and I love telling it because it's very much like, it just shows how geeky I am in terms of my love of writing. Okay, like I'm it's here been, for it. Okay. <laughs> I always knew that I wanted to be a writer, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's one of those things that I've had in my head, like very much solidified since I was like 11. Uh, I'm 22 now. So it's been like 11 years of me just being like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and that's awesome. You knew at first I was like, yeah, it's a blessing and a curse because now I'm just like, I'm too anal about it. And it's one of those things that I'm like the craft, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I started, I started wanting to be a novelist. Um, I am a devourer of books. I love reading. I've always loved Mm -hmm. reading. 
uh, I know you'll ask this later, but it's one of my like decompression hobbies. Like I just inhale books and it's fun. It's really fun for me at least. Um, Mm -hmm. so I started writing, I really wanted to be like the next, uh, Rick Riordan. Uh, if you don't know who Rick is, he did, he wrote the entire Percy Jackson series, Mm. um, and a bunch of other really cool stuff. Um, I was obsessed with like Greek mythology and I wanted to be like the next iteration of young adult Greek mythology retellings, um, which I still plan on doing at some point, (laughs) but I'm just Mm -hmm. like, it's in the back burner for now because of work. Um, yeah. And other life goals, but uh, I started that, and for a couple of years, that's all I really focused on. And then, then I got really into Marvel. Mm-hmm. I was one of those kids. I was growing up as Marvel was starting to get popular, and mm-hmm. at some point, I was just like in awe at the cinematic and visual language, and I just fell in love with just how incredible it was, and how beautiful it was, and how much you could relay through visuals rather than like from a page. Yeah. So I was like, Hmm, how can I like combine my love of writing and my love of film and visual media in a way that like works for me and makes me feel excited about it and allows me to be as creative as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was like, Oh, I know I should become a screenwriter. Uh (laughs) But like my final high school years, I was just like, and terribly so, because like at that point in time, uh, I'm pretty sure there wasn't a lot of resources mm-hmm. for you to like learn how to become a screenwriter at home. And then mm-hmm. everything that I was reading and doing and kind of like doing on my own was not really working for me. I was like, this is just not like, it doesn't feel right. It, it wasn't clicking for me. So I, I did go to film school. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. Me too. I, amazing. Yeah. We'll talk more about that later because I'm really curious. Um, I went to, uh, Vancouver film school. I did their intensive one year screenwriting program. So -hmm. it's not technically like a college degree, but it is like a degree. Um, I can prove it. (laughs) I have like a thing that says that I know how to write for film, TV, and video games. I have a lot to say just on the fact that you did a one year program, honestly, just, we'll we'll talk about that later though. Let's keep going. It was crammed, but it was really really fun. Um, and I did their like TV extension. So what that means is uh, for the first six months, you had like the general, like you'd learn how to format and structure and do everything kind of generally. Mm -hmm. And then for the second part of the program, you would pick kind of like a stream, Mm -hmm. which would be like film, TV, or games. I picked TV and Mm -hmm. I wrote my first ever like original pilot Mm -hmm. through that, um, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. I, it was, it's animated or like it's mm-hmm. meant to be animated. Um, and it started winning me a bunch of awards after I finished the program. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess the short answer to how did I start is 10 years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> insanely long. Um, but yeah, uh, after like ending film school, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be in TV. Like I know that animation TV, let's fucking go. And that was sort of like the, the incredible blessing that came out of going to school was knowing exactly what I wanted my niche to be and -hmm. exactly where I wanted to cement myself and how I wanted to cement myself in the industry. And just kind of like the, the type of person that I wanted to put out into the world. Yeah. And the type of like writing that I wanted to put out into the world, which is, was really, really fun. 
Right. That's awesome. So that was like, what, 2019, maybe that you graduated that program? Okay, cool. I graduated. I started the program 2019 and I graduated 2020, Mm -hmm. literally a month after the pandemic started. Oh, so did I. That's so weird. But I was on a much different timeline. I like I started university late in life. Well, not late in life, late in my 20s. Anyone who's older would be like, shut the fuck up. But um, yeah, I was like 27 when I started college. So then I started film that's school cool. at 29. So cool. I transferred and um, I turned 31 right as the pandemic was hitting. Uh, I was about to turn 31. <sighs> but um, yeah, anyway, I finished college in May of 2020. So like the pandemic Amazing. had just hit. So we're on the same timeline there. Crazy, right? Crazy how Hollywood shut down the second that we were about to like jump into it. Yeah, I know. And like, you know, it's, you know, it's a blessing and a curse in some ways. Of course, like what was going on in the world was absolutely awful. But like for me, I'm a screenwriter in Missouri of all places. So I'm very far removed from L.A. or anywhere with like a really good film scene. Uh, St. Louis has a film scene and it's very cool and it's very scrappy and I love everyone making films (laughs) here. But um, like just the fact that the whole industry went on Zoom was like a big uh, plus for me to be able to even break in. And then I also like many other writers that I've talked to and many other people out there like kind of found Twitter during the pandemic and during like just staying at home. Uh, I can one up you. I can one up you really fucking hard. I'm in Columbia. Like oh, I'm in really? Latin America. Yeah. Really? Right now? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Oh so, shit. I thought I, the pandemic I don't know hit. why I thought you were I was, LA based. I just got back. Um, oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So pandemic hit. I was like, what the fuck do I do? Canada was really nice about allowing international students to not require a visa to stay there for a little bit. And for a while I was like, I was so fucking confused. I was like, well, my, my entire thought process was, well, I'll just go to LA and I'll like see what the fuck. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was very much a terrible plan now looking at it in hindsight, because uh, I had no idea how the fucking system worked. Mm-hmm. I couldn't work in the States. So like, what the fuck was I going to do? Like either way, mm-hmm. um, I knew nobody in the mm-hmm. industry. So mm-hmm. like terrible. Mm-hmm. And I had no plan. I had no fucking clue what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. Like nothing. The only thing that I did know, and I remember very vividly was, um, they were recording an episode of uh, One Day at a Time on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that'll be like my birthday present to myself. I'm going to go to LA, go to this like live studio audience recording and just like, I don't know, have fun. Yeah. Um, and that was all that I had planned. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic happened and like you were saying, fucked up, but also mm-hmm. incredibly fucking helpful because mm-hmm. I don't think that I would have in any way, shape or form garnered and amassed and learned as much as i did these like last three years if mm-hmm. it wasn't for hollywood going online and yeah. being more open to hearing peach uh, pitches from everywhere in yeah. the world yeah um and like it's crazy to think that you know i'm now meeting with like development people at netflix and fucking mm-hmm. disney and dreamworks and and like the only way that that happened was because we all moved online. I know. Yeah. Same. Like the only like, way that I got a manager was because of going online. The only way that I literally. found that I got meetings was online. Yes. Because uh, I really didn't want to make the jump to LA. Like, I just feel like making the jump to LA for me, who doesn't have a lot of money, um, yeah. I'm going to have to get some like 
fucking serving job and then yeah. probably some other job so that I'm going to be working like, you know, 40, 50 hours a week just to have like a one bedroom or a studio apartment that, and dude. um yeah and not even that exactly <laughs> even that. right and uh when am i gonna write when am i gonna chase the film dream so like here i can be cost controlled until i kind of you know make it quote unquote anyway though i did want to say um about your one-year film school pr- program i think that that's really interesting because like yeah one thing that i noticed and technically i only did a two-year program because i did two years of community college just getting like my general education yeah. stuff so yeah. to get my bachelor's, I transferred and did two years, but like really like writing is one of those things where I'm sure that there were people, you know, that you went to classes with and not to like dog on anyone, but I'm just saying like writing is one of those things where you kind of have it or you don't like you at least have the raw bones of something that could be turned into a good writer um, or you don't, cause it's, it's idea based, you know, it's creativity based yes. more than anything. Anyone it's can not learn only formatting. that, it's also like, it's, um, it's very much dependent on you and how much you want it, how far you want to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How and that's the first thing they told to us. Yeah. That's, that's the first thing they told us. They were like, mm-hmm. this is a pro the, the program's designed for you to like do your tasks and meet the goals that we have for you. Mm-hmm. But in terms of how much you actually want to work, like how much work you actually want to put into the thing mm-hmm. and how good you want to make it. That's up to you. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember mm-hmm. like, I just, I've honestly never written as much as I did in that year. Yeah. Like, yeah me neither in my two years, in, like so yep. much yep. because it was all about consistency. It was all about hammering down and like continuing to make drafts better and better and better and better. And mm-hmm. now that I'm like a professional screenwriter still in quotations, because like, Actually, no, I am a professional screenwriter. I am being Yeah, paid. yeah, yeah. Just say um, it. Just put it out there. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like, I wrote nothing last year. Nothing for myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I started a bunch of projects and I had a bunch of meetings about a bunch of projects and I did a bunch of like pitch decks and stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I don't believe that I like happily finished a show, like a pilot or a, a feature draft that I was like, this is it. Yeah. Right. I've been yeah. kind of coasting by on things that I wrote in 2021 mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Uh, 2023 is the year where I like get my shit together and I actually write all the new samples that I have to write. Same. Um, because at this Same. point I'm like, I have to sell baby. We have to like, yeah. if we want to sell, we got to write, which is fucked up. Yep. Okay. So Aiko, I want to know, how would you describe your brand as a writer? I have started describing my brand as Abby from Turning Red. Oh, okay. Yeah. In what way? That's it. Oh, that's um, it. I, that's it. No, that. <laughs> that's literally <laughs> it. No, I, I, as a person, um, I'm incredibly chaotic in a soft and adorable kind of way. Okay. That's kind of how I want to be perceived. Um, and the kind of energy that I want to put out there, I'm, I still don't want to lose that like spark of excitability that comes with uh, screenwriting and world building and telling mm-hmm. stories. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also very realistic and now thankfully very self-aware of the business TM and yeah. how it yeah. fucking works. Yeah. 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 Um, so my brand is still very much like bubbly outgoing Um very in tune and like excited about stuff whilst also being very much like 
I get it. I get the game. I understand the stakes. Let's fucking go. Um, as like in terms of writing, mm-hmm. um, I really love writing like quirky, powerful, confident protagonists. I only I tend to only write women or non-binary people and kids of color. Mm. That's all I want to do. I just want to like represent the myriad of cultures that make up myself and the world around me Mm -hmm. um through like this lens of a zest for life and this Mm -hmm. excitability for existing that i had when i was growing up and that was very quickly extinguished because it was like too much Mm -hmm. fucked up hell no let kids just be fucking crazy and wild and have fun and do shit that they want to do um I primarily write for uh, kids and teens. Like I'm obsessed with YA. I'm I'm kind of balancing both sides of my personality. That like adorable kid that's like super hyper and loves to like go on adventures and like do random shit and like obsess over things. And then the wannabe grungy teenager that's just like oh my god obsessed with like a countless amounts of like fandoms and weird random internet shit and. Mm-hmm. It's just like so melodramatic about life and like everything fucking sucks. Yeah, and she's yeah, so yeah. depressed and like doesn't know what the fuck she's doing uh-huh. and just trying to like figure herself out and yeah. figure out the world around her. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like my brand is very much catering back to like my inner child and my inner teen. You yeah, know, I love that you said that in them. your in your bio on your website, and I thought that was a really, yeah. really cool way of putting that. Um therapizing, baby. Yeah, therapy I was gonna last say, year was great. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, because I did therapy last year as well for the first time yeah. ever. And it was a positive Ooh, cool. experience. Um, but like, yeah, I read a little bit as I was reading into therapy about like mm-hmm. that practice of like trying to like connect with your inner child and like, you know, almost yeah. talk to your inner child. And that was mm-hmm. like a really overwhelming experience for me for real to think about and uh just the practice of it. But yeah. I thought that was a really beautiful thing to put into your bio because I think that that's like it's it's such a nice hook, in my opinion, of a way that people can be drawn into your work, because I think so many of us think about that inner child and uh, to have a writer who's actively trying to connect with that in their work and put that out into the world, like as a point, like this is what I'm trying to do. um, I just think that that's a really awesome thing to focus on. Um, Thank you. Of course. Yeah. So. Uh, since everyone's writing routine is unique, can you kind of describe your regular writing routine? Like, are you a morning writer, nighttime? Do you write at home? Do you write at a coffee shop? Like, what's it usually like for you when you write? Uh, uh, yeah, that's the response <laughs> I usually get. Actually, that's the response I get yeah, to man. what is your brand? And you didn't really have that. You just jumped right in. No, no. I The brand thing is really... For me, it, it comes really naturally because I've been very consciously making sure that I know how to define myself really, really well yeah. for the past two years. Yeah. Because that is something that 100%. And going through these meetings, I'm like, if there's one thing that I need people to understand is who I am as a person and what I bring to the table. Yeah. If they were to like want to work with me and hire me for something. Yep. So. And that's everyone's going to ask you that too. And every one of those meetings, that's the one thing you know that they're going to fucking ask you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My one advice is know exactly who you are and know exactly like what you write and what you want to write. Even if you're a work yep. in progress, because you are, and I'm pretty sure my 
my bio and my brand is going to change dramatically yeah. throughout the years, mm-hmm. but know, know the core of who you are and what you want to do. Yeah. Cause the more in tune with that you are, the stronger it'll come across for whatever recruiter, producer, agent, anything yeah. that'll come into your life. Yeah. Totally um, agree. Yeah. You know, just. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, with your, I, I took you off track there. What is routine. your process like? Yeah, your routine. I, the last, I've been away from home the last like two months. Uh-huh. So my, my literal routine was, I'm not going to fucking write. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think I am? Um, slash I was on fucking, I was on deadline when mm-hmm. I was in LA. Mm-hmm. So I was just like writing in coffee shops, writing anywhere. I literally, at some point I was staying at a, at a friend's place and he had his, this fucking incredible, like rec room in his building that had like a little office space. And I was like, this is too fucking cool. Um, and I like sat there for a little bit and like, I wrote for a couple hours, um, which was great. It was incredibly fun, um, Mm -hmm. to be like outside of a space where I'm also like sleeping in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like, right. Like like make that distinction and and be able to write. Um, so normally when I'm home, I've got my little desk area downstairs um unfortunately it is in like our living room i'm still mm-hmm. living with my parents by the way uh-huh you know that no that, shame, that fucking no shame broke ass writer shit yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah 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 and um my tiny little office is downstairs in a living room it's sadly not very private but mm-hmm. it is very much like centrally located so um i can like take breaks if i need to and like walk around if i need to um which i really really love mm-hmm. i tend to be I alternate, honestly, I tend to be more of like a morning person writer. Like if I get my writing done in the morning, then I just can like take a nap in the afternoon and like not even give a fuck because mm-hmm. my energy will dwindle and my energy will drop drastically after lunch. Yeah. Um, And then sometimes, particularly with like novel writing, I don't know why I'm really into writing at night. Mm-hmm. Like I'll crank up a couple of chapters or like a chapter over an hour before yeah. bed. Yeah. Which is really weird and it hadn't happened to me before. And and recently I've I've just been like, oh yeah, I could just like write a chapter from like seven to eight and then just like go read my book and go to bed. Um yeah. which is crazy. Um, but yeah, usually I I write at home if I'll if I want to treat myself and go into the city for mm-hmm. like to write in a coffee shop, I'll do it maybe like once a month or something. But mm-hmm. It's usually just like at home, my coffee or my tea yeah. or whatever it is I'm drinking that day. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, Blasting that's a chill. music all the way through. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah, are we yeah, doing yeah. like, like music that has <sighs> lyrics, like pop music? Yes. Or are you? Oh, you are. Okay, it cool. Honestly, depends. I'm currently super into, it's this dumb TikTok song. Okay. I don't even, let me see if I can find it. Okay. I think it's called Resonance. Mm-hmm. I think it's called resonance and I listened to the sped up version and it's the perfect loop to like trick my brain and just shutting the fuck off. Yeah. And then I'm just like, Oh, right. that's interesting. It's like, great. it has that effect. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. figured that out while I was finishing up, uh, the draft that I had to send out in November uh-huh. and it was like, Oh my God, I just did so much work in like three seconds. This is fucking yeah. great. I love yeah. this. Um, so now that's like on repeat or like a very random playlist that YouTube suggests. 
yeah. until like I get to a song that like knocks me off rhythm and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And I have to like take yeah. a break and like reconnect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> That's awesome. So you all, you have no problem ever with doing like music that has lyrics because no. a lot of people, a lot of writers get thrown yeah. off by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm That's very much of the, uh, I don't know if you're like this, but um, mm-hmm. I'm a visual, like, I don't know, I don't remember the name of it, but I can visualize things in my head. Like I can see pictures and moving and mm-hmm. basically like very very my brain working overtime it just yeah, it just yeah. works too fucking hard and it should stop at some point yeah, yeah. um but i can just see things clearly and and sometimes i'm glad that like part of it can be shut off and like i can just not even listen to the actual lyrics whilst also listening to the actual lyrics and then just focus on the other stuff mm-hmm. um because i do i don't think that i'd have as much fun working if I had to just like listen to classical music or listen to like movie scores, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what a lot of writers have to do. Like for me, honestly, one thing I'm a weirdo, my favorite Mm. way to write favorite. And this is so dumb. Mm -hmm. I like putting on these headphones. They're noise canceling and I don't listen to shit, but I put the (gasps) headphones on just to like suction my ears and like, feel like I'm like, I don't know, like away from the space. Um, yeah. yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Sometimes also I'll do like, just like kind of like sounds of like nature or something like Amazing. the sound of rain or something like I can't do music. Oh, though. Yeah. Um, I've tried Ooh. like I, I've before, like, you know, when I was early in college, I like tried like listening to classical music while I did homework just to like not tune into it too much. And it just wasn't my thing. But also, yeah, uh, I grew up playing music. So like I'm really interested in music. So even classical, I could find myself like really like my brain would start being getting like, into oh, it. That, yeah. What yeah. was that? You know, like that was a cool mm-hmm. like the way that was uh, arranged, things like that. So I have to do no music at all. Uh, I just Ooh. think it's, I think it's awesome though, that like everybody is different and that you can do yes. music that's like, you know, modern music and it doesn't really affect the writing process. Yeah. I, I do think that a lot of it came from my younger self reading a lot and listening to a lot of music while reading. Uh, okay, cause now so I'm just like the, the, the disassociation is real good now. Cause I can just yeah. like put on whatever and yeah. I'll just continue doing the task at hand and not really bother listening to what's actually happening in the music what happens with like scores for me is that it gets to a point where like it the the tonally it just shifts a lot and um yeah it goes down and chills out for a while and then it comes back up and i'm like i need something consistently fucking like beating because if it's not then like i'll go crazy something that's consistently down here in energy like it has to be consistent though and you're right there's too many peaks and valleys there's too many peaks in score music now i do know some right (laughs) i do know some people who are like i look for the score that this particular scene could have and i'm like oh that's a cool way to think about it but like i can't i don't want to listen to the same score track over and over and over um but everyone has their thing which brings yeah. me to my next point. Uh, let's talk about mm. your writing process. So yeah. let's say that you Gross. have a brand new idea. This is like, you know, you just saw the TikTok about 2052 and you're like, oh shit, oh. what is that? Is that something? Um, so let's say you have a brand new idea. Do you jump into an outline? Do you write a log line? Do you jump right into pages? What is the first thing you do when you have a new idea? I'm chaotic as fuck. I've had okay. many a times when... For example, for 2052, I was thankfully in like a writer's program. Uh 
with the WIA. Shout out to the women in What's animation. The They're incredible. Women in animation. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. They're that was amazing. a fellowship I love that them. you got to be in, yes. right? Yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah, yeah. And thankfully we had like structure. It was very much like being back in school. Um, mm-hmm. My mentor who's a friend is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's so good at what she does. And we had like milestones that we had to meet. Uh, so that was very much like structured and like, okay, we're going to write out pitches and we're going to like, you know, flesh out the world and like the characters, whatever, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. So it was very much like a process of kind of like film school process of just like sitting down with yourself and like actually doing shit with another project that I did called, uh, me and the devil. Mm -hmm. I just wrote, which was Mm -hmm. fucked up. Cause now Mm -hmm. I'm like, (laughs) I didn't even have an outline. I can't just like, I had to, I had to do edits cause my manager was putting me up for something and she was sending Mm -hmm. that. And I was like, just let me quickly like go through. I have no idea what the fuck I wrote. And I was like, I was trying to find the points of entry and like the acts and everything. And I didn't have a fucking outline. So I was going crazy trying to remember what the fuck, like where the points of entry and exit were. And I was just like, this is the worst. I hate myself. I want to die. Yeah. Um, so I've had like literally both ends of the spectrum kind sure. of in terms of process. Sure. Now what I do, which I still think is kind of chaotic, but I really like it, is I will start with a Pinterest board. Mm-hmm. I will start with a Pinterest board to kind of get the the general feel, tone, and vibe of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this can go on for literally like hours or days or weeks. Like I love me a good Pinterest board. Mm-hmm. I am shout a serial, out Pinterest. Shout out Pinterest. If you guys I'm want to serial, sponsor this like, episode, go for it. Yes, please. <laughs> I like sponsor me, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, also I, me. I mean, I need to get in on that too. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll split it. We'll split the money. Thank you. That's anyway, perfect. the thing that matters is Pinterest. You should give us the money. The thing that matters is Pinterest. And yeah. I'll, I'll make my board and then I'll start on character. Usually, if I'm going to write something, I already have a vague idea of what the story is going to be, what the plot is. So mm-hmm. that'll be just kind of like germinating in my head whilst I write out character. Because I do think that character and plot or character and story should go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. If they don't, you're fucked. And for me, at least, I love doing character-heavy stuff. Specifically because I like making my characters go through shit and suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, to grow mm-hmm. and whatever. Whatever is, like, PG to say. Uh, yeah, but mostly yeah. just because, like, I want to therapize myself through these characters. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I do that a lot, too. Right? Yeah. Um, so I'll work in character for a while. And then I'll work on how character relates to theme because theme is also really important to me and everything that I do and, and figuring out like what's the core idea or the core conflict that's going to keep us all going and together and, and what kind of lessons we actually need to learn in order to make it out of this show or feature stronger mm-hmm. and like the better version of ourselves, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, and then after that, I will go into pilot I'll kind of very lightly touch on plot and idea of like what I actually want this to be about and like how I can like put in the the many images that I have in my head into a working kind of like very shitty structural outline. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've stopped outlining for a while just cause it wasn't <clears throat> necessarily conducive to my process and how I kind of, how my brain kind of works. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do now is either if I don't mind map my entire pilot, mm-hmm. I'll just write down a like structural breakdown. So I'll just be like, okay, what's the ordinary world? What's the inciting incident? What's the first act turning point? And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go through the seven points. Sure. What um, is mind mapping? Just in case anyone else out there okay. doesn't know. Yeah. Do you remember when you were in like middle school? It's a long time ago, make, but yeah. yeah. And you had to make these like cloud maps that like interconnect oh, yeah, yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah. that shit. Yeah. That. Oh, but that's virtually. Amazing. And for the show or like whatever mm-hmm. it is that I'm fucking writing. So I'll usually like divide it out into acts and then divide those acts into scenes mm-hmm. and then just like go further into what I kind of want the gist of the scene to be in terms of character, emotional twist or whatever the fuck. Um, and I'll do that in like a very visual way so that I can just be like, okay, cool. Got it. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll start making my way down or making my way, I guess, upwards, which is what I've been doing now. I've just been like starting at the final act and then working my way backwards to the start yeah um which has really worked i don't know what the fuck but like writing from the final scene up to the first one has been so helpful i don't know why oh, that's awesome I, yeah that's cool like, well i mean yeah I, i'm someone who has to know how it ends before i can start writing yeah so yeah. i can see how that's helpful you kind of you yeah, know I, where you know where they too. end at now i'm gonna work back to where did they start yes. Yeah, that's interesting. I also feel like it broke routine really nicely because I was very much of the mindset that like you start at the start and then you get to the end, the end. Yeah. But the start started becoming really hectic for me and I was not able to just write it and move on. Like I, I, I spent way too much time psyching myself out and then just going back and fixing the start for it to like perfectly fit with the ending. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. This is just like, it's stopping me from actually being able to write. So I, I switched it mm-hmm. and I started with the ending. Cause you know, you know how it ends, mm-hmm. you know, where you're going to be now, just work your way backwards to where you start. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, Oh my God, this is so cool. And so easy now, like not easy, but yeah. like easier. Yeah. I love that. I think that's awesome. Um, I haven't yeah. personally tried that, but like, that's, that's something I would like to try. That sounds really cool. Yeah. If um, you're ever stuck, I think it works wonders. Yes. Yeah. I could see that. So mm-hmm. like with you writing TV, I'm more of a feature person. Um, mm-hmm. Do you also have like ideas like this is what the entire season one is going to be? Uh, I'm always curious to hear TV writers talk about that. I did. I used to, and I yeah. sort of stop doing that mostly because i'm not pitching any of those ideas at the moment yeah yeah right and i mean it's also something that you you know if they buy your pilot they're gonna hire a room anyway Uh uh-huh and you're gonna gonna write it change everything yeah probably very drastically yeah so i do have a general idea of like at least for (laughs) example with 2052 Mm -hmm. i know kind of what the ending is going to be i know what the goals are i know that um the protagonist is gonna get to where her sister supposedly is and i know that Mm -hmm. they're not gonna find each other Mm -hmm. and i know that um the twist is gonna be spoilers if it ever gets made please don't come back and listen to this episode yeah um i know that the twist is gonna be that she's like 
turned evil or like is working for the bad guys and that's kind of the the moral conundrum of it all of like what makes um what makes trust and what makes these like uh bonds of like sisterhood that cannot be unbroken and and how much are we gonna like trust the person that we grew up with and that is our blood versus the person that we've grown to trust and love and care for Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with you know us as like biological beings i guess you could say that's so fucking weird yeah um but i don't have like a specific oh yeah they'll do this by this time and they'll do that by that time and Mm -hmm. it's more so Mm -hmm. like general strokes of like if you if i were to pitch this i could put together a document yeah but i don't have one right now because i feel like at least for myself it became counterproductive because i was just like the what ifs kept me going in circles and crazy. So now yeah. I'm just like, I'll just do what I have to do for now. And then we'll yeah. circle back on it. Yeah. Cause like if my manager asks, I'm like, of course, of course I have, I know exactly what's happening. Give me like two weeks to write it down. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's smart. I think that that's really smart yeah. Um, to, again, cause like we talked about at the top, there's only so many hours in the day to work on things. Yeah. And it's like, if, if no one's going to give a shit a, but also B like, if they, if you were so lucky that they bought it, they're going to hire a yeah. room and everything's going to change. So yeah, like, yeah, I think all having those. Pitch in, we're all yeah. going to come together and yeah. create or flesh out these just ideas that I've had. Right. So it's exactly. Yeah. So having broad stroke ideas, I think that's a great. Yeah. Don't great tie method. yourself down to like this expectation of what you want it to be yeah. and more so open yourself up to the idea of what could be. Right. 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 Yep. Totally agree. Uh, okay, so on average, how long does a first draft usually take you to be complete? Like, I have this idea, I'm going to start outlining or whatever you do from that moment until you hit the end on a first That's draft. That's a problematic question because I don't have an answer to it. Yeah. I Give me a ballpark. I, there is no ballpark because sometimes it'll take me a couple of months. Okay. And then sometimes I like just have a manic episode uh-huh. and I write it all out in like a week and a half. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It literally depends on my mood. It depends also on deadlines. Yeah. And it depends on if I'm actually excited about the idea and if I've done enough prep mm-hmm. for the idea. Yeah. Cause what, what started happening was I wanted to write a couple of features last year and like, I haven't written features in a while. It's not what I, predominantly do but you know mm-hmm. you know the gist you know how it's supposed to feel like you know how it's supposed to go yeah you've seen movies yeah i've seen movies yeah i have a letterbox account <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. same thing like just go off that you can write it's a movie literally the same fucking thing yeah <laughs> um fuck no i i thought i had the prep down i thought i was good enough in terms of prep to go into the, the outline at the very least mm-hmm And I was swiftly reminded that I did not because again, broad strokes does not equal actual decisions made and actual, you know, structure and and, and execution plot points and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I put those in a back burner for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I'm still like, I really like these ideas. There's people Mm -hmm. that are interested in these ideas. So I should potentially like get my shit together and like plan them out. Mm -hmm. But I'm struggling with severe burnout 
mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure is why I haven't written since last year. Yeah. Or like why I didn't write anything last year. Yeah. Um, and at this point in time, I'm like, how can we make this a, a thing of consistency mm-hmm. rather than a thing of like manic having all the time in the world and, yeah, like, and having a manic episode yeah, yeah. and do yeah, manic yeah. episode and just like writing shit in like a week. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, it is all about consistency and it is something that I struggle with personally. I'm very much of the, how I'm feeling that day. That's how we'll do it. Yeah. And that's not manageable because again, I will burn out. I am burnt out because of that way of thinking. And sadly, yeah. my, um, my current job my current like assignment is very much like that. It is very much like, um, there'll be silence for like a couple of weeks and then I'll get an assignment or like, I'll, I'll have to like do a next draft or like a third. I'm currently on the, I'm waiting to see if I actually have to write a third draft, um, kind of space where like the last time I spoke with anybody was in like November Mm -hmm. and we all broke for the holidays. And now it's like end of January or like mid January. And I have nothing back. Yeah. And it's like, how the fuck am I supposed to work under yeah. these conditions? Cause yeah. like the second that I do actually start doing something, it, that's the second that I'll get something hit with, a, with, hits, a, and with it's an on email. a deadline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. No, I, I'm having the same experience um, with a feature that <laughs> I wrote that um, got traction last year and like things mm-hmm. are kind of moving on it and it's all exciting, but I've had to do a few rewrites and yeah. every time that I get momentum on something new, that <gasps> comes back and it yep. rewrites. And I'm always like excited and happy to do it because it's the closest to success that I've been so far. Um, so I'm still excited about it. But yeah, just like momentum is everything in writing yeah. a project, especially like a pilot, of course, like any form of writing. But like a feature is really like a long game, like a novel is even harder, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. you know, feature 100 pages, like momentum is really everything. And to break that momentum every, you know so often it sucks and that's something that i've been having to adjust to it sounds like we're in really similar places with that but like (laughs) like with just like starting to become professional and like learning but like another thing i'm learning like i have a a mentor of mine who's like a really accomplished producer i'm very lucky to have mentoring me but like they they are always preaching like you know you really need to have like three four five things you're working on at once and, how dare um, you? Exactly. How fucking dare you say <laughs> that to me? How dare you? But um, but they have a good point what? that they're like, you will be in this business. You will be so lucky if one of those things goes. You'll be yeah. so lucky. So it's yeah. like you don't want to just sit there for a year working on one thing and then it doesn't go yeah. for whatever reason. Maybe it's great, but the time just isn't right. Or maybe, you know, a great actor was attached and it all seemed good. And then a schedule conflict happens or a life thing happens. So it's, it's that thing of like knowing what's good for me and knowing what I need to do and the change that I need to make, but just also not wanting to do it because it's like, it goes so against like my whole process of when I work on something, I like to just focus on that thing and let it consume my entire world. Like all of my attention is consumed by this one project. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that I'm actively actively trying to learn now is how to switch in and out of projects. But like, it's really hard for me because I think when I'm writing a project, I need to live in that world and live in those themes yes. and live with that yes. protagonist. And to just be like, you know, I'm writing this thing. And then it's like, oh, you know, the momentum is slowing on that. Let me just switch over here to kind of switch my writing brain on. I've heard so many writers say that, and I don't understand how you can do that. But 
I know it's a me problem. I know it's something that I need to work on because obviously so many successful writers work that way. Um, so it is crazy because I, I fear, I fear it's a fear that I operate on both ends of that spectrum. Like I love just being able to focus on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm working on like three things, mm-hmm. five things, mm-hmm. five things at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So you're working like, on all five. Like I can show you cause you're not going to show this, but like, this is my list of projects. Oh yeah. It is five things. And it's, it's five things. Sadly, y'all. sadly, they're all different genres. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so those are crazy headspaces to switch between. Yeah. To jump yeah. through. I have yeah. a... I have a dramedy. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be half hour or hour long YA show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a dark romance fantasy uh, adult animated series. I have a fantasy YA series. Mm-hmm. I have a novel that I'm just mm-hmm. writing because shits and giggles. And yeah. then I have a preschool bluey type show pitch that I have to finish and it's just all over the place yeah. constantly. <clears throat> yeah. And while I'm like, I love that I get to just have a lot of things going on in my brain. Mm-hmm. I also really like being able to have the capacity in terms of schedule and brain power to just focus on one thing at once and be able to just like flesh that shit out yeah. to like the highest levels and just be able to focus on making it so fucking good. Yeah. But it's undeniable and every somebody who buy it. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at too. Cause I have like a whole I have like you, I have a board with like yeah. ideas. Um, and yeah. I kind of know what they are. And every day, every other day, I get a new little one sentence idea that I'm like, oh shit, add that to the notes in my phone about that project. <laughs> so yep. like I guess I am working on different things, but I'm not actively writing the thing. Yeah. I'm just kind no. of like idea generating all the time, yeah. but like um but yeah, when it comes to writing, I like to just focus on that one thing until it's done. Quote yeah. unquote done, you know, temporarily yeah. done. Yes. At least that draft. Exactly. Is done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I don't know um, how. I feel like I feel like it also comes from this space of security hmm. where you're already established and you have the luxury to focus on different things at once. And I, I do think that at least for myself now, I'm like, I don't have that luxury hmm. of just having a billion things going on. Cause my yeah. main focus, at least right now is not personal work, but rather professional work mm-hmm. and work that I'm being paid to do. Yeah. Um, so that is sort of very sadly taking away the majority of the time that I would have had carved out to work on personal stuff. Yeah. Um, Passion so projects. that's when I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's sad. It sucks, but yeah, I think I'm going to quit. It's what it's, what's I'm important. I'm going to give up. Yeah. Sure. Just, let's just yeah. fucking get out of here. Yeah, let's for just sure. open a little uh, bookstore in the middle of nowhere with like yeah. a coffee shop attached. Let's do it. All right, cool. Uh, Ico and Andy's little Amazing. coffee uh, bookstore. Double yeah. A. Yeah, exactly. A and A's. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So that's the backup plan. Uh, yes. When your first draft is complete, do you send it to peers? Do you do another revision just for yourself or do you put it away for a while? Do you send it to contests? Do you send it to a feedback service? What's the first thing you do when you finish a draft? I 
close it up and I forget about it for a yeah. little bit because yeah. I cannot fucking deal with this shit. It's like, you're so excited about being done and then you're mm. fucking pissed off that you, it took you this long to be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you're just yeah, like, yeah. fuck you, get away from me. Yeah, um, that is the writer's like, dilemma. Put it away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I put it away. I will do a second pass um, for myself. I -hmm. never send out a first draft of anything. And if I do, it's to like two or three people that I know very well. Yeah. Yeah. Will read me for filth. And then I'll be like, okay, cool. Never talking to you again. Um, Yeah. Proceeds to text you like two hours later. Um, Because like, that's just (laughs) sort of the relationship. Sure. And then I just... But it's like a thing of not wanting out. to like waste people's time or give people a bad impression with no, early, it's early more drafts. So like, it's more so that I'm like a fucking stupid ass perfectionist and I want people yeah. to believe that the first draft that I'm sending out is that good. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. Lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big fat <laughs> <So> lie. <funny. laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of lie in that way too. Yeah, I, I, I never send out a pure first draft um okay so yeah you 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 put it away then you do a second pass for yourself maybe send the first one to friends maybe but like uh do you at what point are you thinking about like the next step like what's the next step for you when you finish that second draft um then i'll send it out to other people then i'll be like hey do you have a moment i have a i have a writer's group that i adore um and we finally got to meet in person this year like last year and it was so fucking great i love them so much how'd you how'd Um, you get in was it twitter people twitter we put together this like uh queer screenwriters collective type of deal and Mm -hmm. it's been pretty dead for like the last couple of like the last year because we all got really busy Uh but through it within it we have our own like little screenwriters group yeah and I love them. They're great. They're incredible. They're so talented. Like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. And I'll usually send it out to them mm-hmm. and maybe branch out to a bunch of other people that have uh, either shown interest through Twitter that they wanted to read and were had the time to give notes or something like that. And then I'll do another pass mm-hmm. and then I'll send it to my manager. That's what I've been doing. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, she'll be like the final frontier of notes for sure yeah i mean you want to send her the the best thing that you possibly can yeah exactly definitely get them excited Mm -hmm. um for sure okay i will say yeah i will say as a pin in this question i've stopped sending my things out to contests that's so weird because i was going to do a follow-up and ask that Mm -hmm. and then that's what okay okay, cool yeah yeah yeah. no um, see same 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 thing fucking bookstore coffee Mm -hmm. shop yeah okay so uh Definitely A and A's. Uh, so, is there like what's your reasoning behind that? And share however much you're comfortable sharing. I mean, the public thing. I spent more than a thousand dollars in 2021 <laughs> mm-hmm. on contests, playing the game, and playing the fucking game. Yep. I tell this to everybody, every new writer that meets with me, or like we have a coffee or whatever. I tell them this: it's fucked up. It is part of the game. Mm-hmm. If you want to play it, great. If you don't want to play it, then just don't. Yeah. But in order to get in or like sort of squeeze your way through, you have to sadly play the game. And while there are a lot of really cool free initiatives, the problem is that we've monetized breaking into an industry 
and it is part of the experience of getting in. It's one of the ways that you can get in. Yeah. It gives you that extra finesse and sort of clout yeah. to go up to a manager or an agent or whatever and be like, look, other entities that are like good and know what they're doing like me, Yeah. please give me a chance. Yeah. Um, so by 2021, I had done really well with um, Network ISA. I love them over there. Highly recommend. Their stuff is really accessible, really affordable. Yeah. I think early bird for the majority of their contests is like 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, if it isn't, I'm so sorry. Maybe it's changed. Yeah. Um, but I love them over there. They're super nice. And I had, I had a place in Fast Track. They named me one of their 25 writers to look out for. Mm-hmm. We'd work, we started working on a project together, which we're taking a break from, but it's still kind of going in the back of the second one on my list is mm-hmm. the project that I'm working on with them. Oh, cool. By the I way. had um, two writers on here. I think it was Todd Foley and Dan Healy. They're mm-hmm. a writing uh, partnership. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I think they're also working on a project with ISA, like as far as like actually producing it. And I did not know ISA oh, was that's producing. So cool. I think that's what's going on. Maybe maybe it's something more similar to you. I'd have to go back and listen. What they were doing with me was developing a show that they wanted to sell. Because they are, okay. they did mention really early on, because this was like February of last year, that they mm-hmm. were looking into the production side of things. Cool. And wanting to be kind of like at the forefront of like connecting screenwriters to then talent or companies or whatever to produce the things that they were like developing with writers. Sure. Yeah. And that was sort of like the plan for mine. Yeah. But it it took it we we worked for like five months or even more maybe. And we went through like three different iterations of the story mm-hmm. and it just didn't work. And then Wednesday came out and it kind of fucked everything oh, I was shit. doing. Was it similar? Yeah. Oh, Very okay. yeah, so yeah. similar. Um, I gotta love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we took a happens. we put a pin on it and we took a break. Yeah. Still on that break, by the way, but whatever. Yeah. And I was doing really well, but I was like, I was not getting a lot of traction on the manager front. And I was like, I'm I'm not in the States. If I want to get any kind of work remotely, I have to get a manager. Like that was my number one goal. It was like my 2022 goal. Like I was going to fucking do it or Me else. Too. It was my 2020 and 2021 goal. <laughs> and I got it December 23rd, I think of uh, 2021. I got read. That's fucking yeah. Yeah, Incredible. it was my goal for two years in a row, though. So I know what you mean. That's like as an outsider yeah. myself, not an outsider of the U.S., but an outsider of Hollywood for sure. Yeah. Um, I knew that getting a manager was key. And like basically yes. the only way that I knew to do that was through the potential of winning a contest. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's where it gets like specifically tricky. I was like, yeah. it's not enough for whatever fucking reason. It was not enough. And I was like, I was a finalist at that point on the Wii Screenplay one. And I was like, okay, we win this thing. We do not fucking continue applying for shit, period. Like mm-hmm. if we win this, this is the one that'll get us the extra leg up to reach out to people and be like, I did this really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Please consider me. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I did, which was incredible. Yeah. It was insane. I loved every second of it. It was awesome. And then I was just like, I'm done. We did it. We yeah. survived it. We're just not doing this again. Yeah. Um, 
no shade or anything to contests. Yeah. You know, I, I understand what they do. I understand what they're there to do and they're like their purpose mm-hmm. as sort of like quote unquote gatekeepers, mm-hmm. because we kind of do need them at some point. Like we, we do need them to move up and we do need yeah. them. I'm so sorry. And this sounds disgusting to say, but we do need them to keep people back because a lot of the noise, a lot of the noise when I was reading for these contests was Uh just like underdeveloped or people that were just starting out and I knew could be successful if they kept at it, but it, it was very much like, Oh, this just like, I'll just send it here for shits and giggles or without realizing that you're probably not ready yet. Yeah, which yeah, is totally yeah. fine. And it's right? part of the if, humbling if you want to spend your, Yeah. If you want to yeah. spend your money, go ahead. Sure. But, but yeah, the contests are there to sort of disgustingly <laughs> give you a badge of like, it's not authenticity. That's not the word that I'm looking for. A badge of, um, a badge like just to show. Quality. Yeah, you it's mean, quality like, control. Basically, that like, yeah, like I'm. Yeah, it's quality control. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's no, showing it, that it, it really is though. Like, it, you know, there yeah. was this 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 huge sea of yes. unrepresented writers and unproduced yes. writers. Yes. And I was the one who, like, you know, they say the cream rises to the top. You know, the, yeah. like the talent always rises. And like, you mm-hmm. know, all of this, you know, it feels like shitty to talk about, but like, it's just kind of the hard truth of it. Um, yeah. is that yeah through, i'm very I mean, sorry it's, it's uh, no, 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 <laughs> no 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 like i mean uh i mean well we went through it too like i've submitted yeah. a contest with a script i loved and didn't place at all uh i, I did that a bunch of times i can talk more shit if you want about just how terrible the filtering systems of these yeah. readers are yeah and how just like it doesn't say anything about you as a re- as a writer it's yeah. more so say says just like how rigged everything is from like a reading perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, but please don't take it personally. Like this is just the the horrible, horrible truth of what goes on behind the scenes. It really is. And also like, you know, I just had this talk with uh, Gina DeAngelis um, mm-hmm. last, like two weeks ago, my last episode. And we were mm-hmm. talking about, she was talking about um, how a good contest script, a, a contest winning script does not mean that a script is producible. And yeah. a producible script is not one that would win a contest. And it's so 100%. true. Like, yeah. you know, any, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example of a recently produced movie that would never have done well in a contest, but you can look all, okay. So like uh, barbarian just did really, really well in theaters. Smile yeah. did really, really well. Contests are kind of known unless it's a horror specific contest to kind of shut out horror the way that the Oscars do. Um, and these movies made like 10, 15 times their budget back. I forget barbarian was a $4 million budget and it made a bunch of fucking money. So, and it's that kind of thing of like, uh, and then it's, it's vice versa, you know, a really great character piece uh, that wins, you know, multiple contests and is so, so beautiful. A lot of production companies and studios might see that and be like, yeah, but I don't think that's like a good investment. For us like yeah. it might be a beautiful movie that might be true but we don't know that we can get this an in international release or like you know a full yeah we uh, don't know how bun- profitable this could the- be yes yeah. exactly yeah so like you, you know these are all things that you probably don't know and there's no way you could know if you're just starting out and just starting to enter contests these are things that we've learned through spending a couple thousand dollars entering these things yep 
and, and a couple getting... years working. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because it is crazy. Yeah. And the learning crazy. curve after you sort of break that first milestone of like winning a contest or like getting a manager is insane. Yeah. yeah. I've learned more in the past like two years than I have in the entirety of my one year at field school. Like yeah. you're not prepared for shit. And yeah. like the, my teachers got black, like, they're so good. They were incredible. I love them, mm -hmm. but they're, they haven't worked recently. Mm -hmm. And so the majority of them could only very broadly speak on what the Hollywood like climate system was like, and the climate yeah. was like, and yeah. like, just sort of, yeah. very broad strokes very like oh, it could be like this it could be like that yeah. what's crazy and too is if you were like, good having like first-hand account of what it actually is like it's very much like oh shit you like know nothing and well, you're I was preparing gonna say, us terribly it's crazy too because if you're a person who even the last time you worked was 2015 the industry mm -hmm. has changed so fucking much in the age of streaming like it's just yep. even since like what 2018 yeah i don't think we had we didn't have disney plus we didn't have paramount plus no. we didn't have and now post like post pandemic yeah fucking insane it's insane now everyone yeah. has a streamer like we basically we've essentially gone back to having cable like you have yes. all of these different channels now and yes. like it's just so weird what the hell but, um <laughs> yeah and it's always going to be changing. And like, I think that, you know, to be a writer, you kind of always need to be on the cutting edge of what's happening and what's going yeah. on. A good thing is that we probably have more opportunities now than ever before with all these yes. streamers vying to have a bunch of content. It's no longer just a 24 hour slate for each channel. It's that, no, we need infinite. We need many, many hours of content. Um, so that's a good thing for us. But then like, you know, it's, it is just really messy out there. I think that, um, the WGA is always trying to catch up with these streamers and the new ways that they're trying to undercut writers. Um, I so, just yeah, want residuals. That's all I oh, want. I, can't I wait don't even give a fuck. I just want, yeah. I want my contract to be like, we'll give you X amount of percentage or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, I just wanted to say that I, yeah. my, oh. my the first like professional contract that I signed last year very very aptly and very bold letter said no residuals Ugh. And i was like yay yeah and it's just part I again love my job i love my job i love my job <laughs> it's again part of we're playing the game and like when you're just yeah. getting in the door we can't make demands yeah. like that um no so yeah it's it's playing the game and it sucks but um yeah, I feel the same way about contests. And all that said, though, um, had I not placed in the nickel when I did, none of this would have happened for me. Exactly. So it's like it all culminated in like, well, you know, contests as much as they were a pain in the ass and sometimes felt like just throwing money in the trash. Ultimately, <laughs> it was the thing that helped me break in. So yeah. it's they they do have their place too. Um, but I, I will always say that some contests are better than others. Do your homework. Yes. Talk to other writers. Everyone should be for a list. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'll give that's, you a list. That's how I am too. Like, I think that it's important that we're all transparent with each other because yeah. at the end of the day, even though some of these companies are doing really nice things for writers, uh, roadmap mm -hmm. writers also are a huge, like they, they took no Shout money out to Joey. Me. Yeah. Shout Joey, out to Joey. Joey is amazing. <laughs> and, uh, for me too, it was Dorian Connolly. 
who initially mm. made contact with me, but yeah. they were so cool because they were just like, Hey, saw you placed in the nickel. Uh, can we help you out? And they didn't ask for any money. And oh, they're so actually nice. the people who got me a meeting with my now manager. That's so, crazy. Yeah, for, They never asked for anything from me ever. So I always try to I take time that. to like promote them and say that they're really doing it for the right reasons. Cause they're, they're fucking awesome. They but like not every yeah. company's like that. And at the end of the day, and I'll even include roadmap into this. These are all companies who are ultimately trying to turn a profit. For profit. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So like always be mindful of Think that. Like the man. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not always going to be your friend. Um, yeah. It's like those jobs that try to tell you we're a family here. Fuck that. Like, no. Are you Walmart? Are you are a family? We really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. So we talked about this at the beginning with your voracious appetite for books. Um, what are some of your hobbies outside of screenwriting that help keep you sane? <sighs> I'm very much of a homebody. Yeah, and me I too. will apologize because my life is not that interesting aside from like the one or two trips that I take every year and I go fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. I've, I literally have more stories to tell in the past, like about the past two months than I do about the past two years. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking yeah. stupid. That's probably a lot of us. Um, yeah. 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 We've all been um, at home lately. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I've, I've been really into, I, I've rekindled my love for reading Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be more proactive about it instead of just like endlessly scrolling on Twitter or TikTok at night, just kind of like reading for 30 minutes and, you know, reading more, more books and expanding my, my palette, I guess, because yeah, it's so much healthier I, than the phone. Yeah. I just went back to like YA fantasy and I'm mm -hmm. kind of stuck here for a little bit, mm -hmm. which has been really fun. Yeah. Um, but I want to read more shit. I want to read more, more like other genres, more like dramatic murderous mm -hmm. women so if you're listening to this and you have recommendations please send me send me some because um yeah definitely vibes. <laughs> and um i cook i really like cooking mm -hmm. i baking too like if i'll just sometimes i'll just be like i just need to do something with my hands mm -hmm. that requires no thinking yeah so i'll just do something along yeah. those lines um mm -hmm. i have a dog Ooh, so we walk kind? we take walks she is a mutt but she looks okay. exactly like a german shepherd okay which is hilarious to me what's her name her name's kira and she's kira. beautiful she's the most she's the love of my life <laughs> my baby look at her oh uh, yeah very very big german shepherd vibes very cute right we love kira we love her she's perfect mm-hmm She's not, but she has her flaws. She has an anxiety disorder like her mom. Ah! <laughs> That's same. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got it from you. She got it from me. I birthed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her yeah, yeah. No one is doubting you, months. okay? You don't have to scream right now. No one's doubting you. <laughs> That's why she has an anxiety disorder. Yeah. We're related by blood. Yes, um, So I've, I've spent... Uh, last sort of year being more proactive about taking breaks mm -hmm. and prioritizing like mental health, like physical well-being, and just making sure that I'm at the very least keeping myself sane because I just had, I would just work all fucking day. And that'd be mm -hmm. like from eight in the morning until like it was dark out. Yeah. And I was like, this is not, 
I can't sustain this. This is fucking yeah. impossible. Yeah. It worked for the time being. It worked for what it needed to work for. Are you but talking now, like during the height of the pandemic? Yeah. When that's I what got I was back doing and too. I needed, yeah, I needed yeah. to like get the, I needed to hustle the fuck out of what I was doing in order to mm-hmm. like break in. And mm-hmm. now that I've, I'm like technically almost a year, mm-hmm. I'll check back in in April. Cause that's mm-hmm. when I like signed with my manager and that's when like shit started to like happen. Yeah. Um, but I'm almost a year into quote unquote, start, like being a junior writer, question mark, yeah, kind of, not really, but like I've graduated from being a baby writer into yes. now whatever the fuck it is that I am. Yes. Um, yeah. And I'm not, while I do still feel this urge to hustle and like kill myself to uh-huh. do things that I really want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to practice being more mindful about timing and time. At least as like a 20 year old person, you're trying to find yourself out, like figure who you are and figure out what you want your the rest of your life to look like. And even if it doesn't look like you want it to look mm-hmm. or like whatever it is that you're planning is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. It's important that you take the time to just be with yourself and calm the fuck down and remind yourself that like as much as screenwriting is exciting and the prospect and the idea of having a Hollywood career is very exciting and very glamorous and very much like, I want this so fucking badly mm-hmm. because I want the fame or because I want to make an impact or because whatever fucking reason you may have, it's just a fucking job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a fucking job. Who the fuck cares? Like calm down, yeah. take it day by day. Yeah. There's like, life outside of it. Exactly. Make yeah. sure that you're seeing people, you're keeping yourself social or not, mm-hmm. but like at the very least that you're spending time with yourself and making mm-hmm. sure that you're not killing yourself for something that you want to accomplish so badly that you're going to be literally dead by the time it actually comes to fruition, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's been the the last like year of my life, just being very mindful of the fact that as much as I want it and as much as, you know, it's it's something that I have to work for, I don't have to destroy myself in order to get there. And if the opportunity is right for you and if the timing is right and if everything is right and is meant to happen, it'll just fucking happen. Mm -hmm. Like it'll just happen. You know? Yep. (sighs) Yeah. That's a healthy mindset for real. Like, and at 22, you were absolutely crushing it. Um, I think who else did I have on? I had a Jake Lawler. I don't know if you've seen him Mm -hmm. around on Twitter, but uh he was a great episode and he is also 22 and just fucking you guys mm. are crushing it at 22 like when i was 22 things were not going that well so i'll just say that I so wish, like you're you're really crushing it i fucking wish that i would have had that like insane oh that i could be that type of person that could have had an insane wild 20s <laughs> sure that's, that's kind <laughs> yeah, of what yeah, yeah. i aspire yeah. to have that but i know that realistically i'm like i'm a fucking taurus like fuck this shit like i'm i'm very much of a stability mindset Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and juxtaposed and you might not understand it but maybe somebody will juxtaposed with the fact that i'm a gemini moon so Mm -hmm. i love being unstable and being irrational and just like making like feeling decisions instead of like mindful decisions yeah yeah, yeah. Uh uh-huh yeah and it's just very much this tug and pull of like let's fucking go. Let's do this shit. Let's do all this fucking stuff. And like, I am running out of time. And like, I have to finish all these fucking projects before I'm like 
like now i need to have them now it's like no dude Mm -hmm. yeah like i saw some author on tiktok say that she just received her like writing schedule for the next five years Mm -hmm. and i was like that is wild to me because i've always thought of writing as like an immediate thing that i needed to do right now yeah and now i'm sort of shifting back and being like no this is a a process this is like a a years long thing and if i want to do it right then I just have to take my time with it and take it as it comes. Because if I don't, I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to burn out and my career will be over before it even begins. So smart to think about, honestly, like it's good to just saying pace yourself and pace expectations. Uh, Okay. So Aiko of the (laughs) scripts that you've written, which is your favorite and why? Uh, Ooh, Ooh, Mm. I love them all. They're all my babies. Uh-huh. But you That's gotta the pick motherly one. answer. Yeah. I don't and the know. Rest I have... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. They just gonna just fucking fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I am weirdly attached to the first one that I wrote because mm-hmm. it is just so stupid cute and it did start everything for me. It's called mm-hmm. Kate and Ava. It's about these two girls that live in this magical town and their lives sort of intertwine with this community of magical creatures. Mm-hmm. And they sort of traverse between two worlds solving mysteries and helping people and it's all about like being neighborly and um being there for one another and just like having fun it's very Mm -hmm. much like beach town summer fun kind Mm -hmm. of feel and i love it but from the things that i have written because currently my favorite thing that i have is not written Uh um We'll see about that in a couple of months. Um, uh-huh. But currently, I'm weirdly attached to Imagination Fort. It's something that it's just it's an idea that I had for a long time, and I, I it first started as like a short. I was like, this could be like the cutest short, mm-hmm. and then very quickly developed into like, oh, this could be like a really interesting show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about play pretend. Mm-hmm. Um these characters that I created have built this incredibly intense fantasy world. Mm-hmm. This is for like preschoolers, by the way, this is for like kids, like okay. preschool six to 11. Yeah. And they're like obsessed with this, like play pretend f- world that they've created, but it's becoming really constrictive because some of the kids are not allowing my main cast to have a say and Mm -hmm. to have an opinion and they've been delegated to the bad guys like the villains and Mm -hmm. they're not being allowed to play the characters they want to play Mm -hmm. because like there obviously always has to be like bad guys and good guys Mm -hmm. and that's just something that i'm like "Mm, it's imaginary you can literally do whatever the fuck but whatever Mm -hmm. so when one of the, when my protagonist decides that um that they don't want to be this like ogre thing anymore and they just want to be like a pretty princess that's like super cool and badass and like has a pink tutu and like shoots you know magical lasers or whatever mm-hmm. instead of this like boy character sure um everything starts to kind of like crumble apart because 
you know, identity and kids and understanding that, um, how you present is not so much as it's not important at all. Yeah. Like you can present however you want to present yeah. as a person yeah. and that doesn't merit any less respect. Mm -hmm. Um, so it kind of breaks the group apart and they sort of go off into their own separate, same adventure, but their own separate like journeys to yeah. get to the end of this adventure. Yeah. And I wanted it to be very much like this opportunity for younger kids to get in touch with pronouns or get in touch with like their feelings and, and figure out like that sometimes, you know, as kids, we go through like spouts of depression or anxiety and that's really normal mm -hmm. or we because it's not attraction, because I don't want to talk about attraction with mm -hmm. kids, but sure. the idea of loving someone of the same gender or, you know, what makes us have crushes on other people and what mm -hmm. makes us like fall in love with other people mm -hmm. and, and sort of this idea of camaraderie and family and love and, and how much we should be standing up for each other mm -hmm. and how much yeah. we should be teaching each other and learning from each other and coming mm -hmm. to this understanding that we're all fucking different. Mm -hmm. And as much as I do not want to say that, like, we should all have our own opinions because all opinions are right. Fuck. No, not all opinions are right. Mm -hmm. And what we should be doing is educating ourselves. And that's sort of what it is. It's educating yeah. kids. Um, that's cool. Not only, that's like, interesting. Audience members or, but also like characters, educating the characters Yeah, and allowing them to learn and allowing them to like, understand where mm -hmm. everyone else is coming from yeah. and change that's their minds. Cool. That okay. sounds really beautiful. I like that. That's yeah. cool. I love um, it so much. I wish it would go somewhere. I wish yeah. someone would be like, let's make this happen. Cause I really well, like I mean, it. And I, it's just you said so it's, cute. You said it's fairly new, right? I wrote it last year. No, okay. I wrote yes. it two years ago. Yeah. Okay, I wrote well, it a little while ago. Still plenty of time. I should push more. I should push my manager to be like, are we doing this? Can I just yeah. turn this into a six to 11 and make it a half hour and just fucking go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be a 15 minute. Writing 15 minute is hard. Yeah. I, like crazy to me. I bet. I bet. Yeah. I've yeah. never even tried. Um, Don't. so what is, <laughs> I, will, I will not, that sounds intimidating. Uh, so what's a recent accomplishment that you're proud of screenwriting related, preferable, but it doesn't have to be, it could be anything. Um, screenwriting accomplishment hmm i figured out one of my shows Ooh! i finally did yeah i finally did it was yeah. it went through like a lot of different variations and i still kind of want to do the first variation that i had which was like um crippid like u.s crippid kind of investigative mm-hmm very like much like fantasy, like Bigfoot is real. Let's go fucking find Bigfoot sure, in the middle yeah, of the yeah. woods. Yeah. Um, but it's now evolved into this like very intricate, like high fantasy, modern high fantasy, Norse mythology retelling story. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, this is the coolest fucking shit. Like yeah. I wish, I wish someone would just like pay me to make this because I'm just like, this is badass yeah. and like exciting and cool and different um yeah that sounds it might be dope. just a little bit too different so i'm like i mean working I backwards know. too different I'm is trying good. To figure out, like 
it is but i'm like no yeah. one's buying original animation yeah. right now yeah so i'm just like eh, how can i like make this a thing before like someone picks it up for animation and i'm like maybe sure. we could do like a fiction podcast that could be cool yeah. i know that i really want it to be like a graphic novel so that could mm. also be cool yeah but in terms of just like the writing and like the show and the idea i'm like this is great i had so yeah. much fun thinking of it like yeah. i spent the majority of my trip when i was like done with my meetings and shit just like hold up in like a, a beach house just like figuring the shit out and i was like amazing this is like mm. incredible yeah um and now i'm just like excited to get back into hopefully writing original content after after sundance after sundance yeah. is over i'm yeah. gonna be like finally we did it now we just get back to what we're actually doing with our lives yeah 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 for sure yeah uh so are you going to or are you like reviewing films for sundance or? i yeah i was fortunate enough to be chosen for like their diversity initiative this year oh sick yeah, yeah, yeah. so i have a very incredible all-inclusive like all-inclusive online uh, pass oh nice so I'm gonna be that's like, amazing I've, I've gone fucking insane. I was like, this yeah. is incredible. Um, yeah. I have like, I think I've narrowed it down. It was like at 39 and I think we're now at like 34 mm -hmm. films that I want to watch in like uh -huh. seven days. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally doable. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a lot. Uh, no, that's amazing though. That is cool. Okay. So Aiko, to wrap things up, I know we kind of talked about a lot of advice, but Oof. What are a few words of advice that you would give your fellow screenwriters out there, especially those just getting started? Uh, that is, I had a list of things. I remember mm -hmm. I had a list of things at mm -hmm. some point that I was like, these are the key things. <laughs> and yeah, now I'm yeah. just like, everyone's journey is going to be different. Yes. So as much as you want to compare yourself or your journey to someone else's, you don't know what like advantages, disadvantages, like what opportunities they've had or like how connected or how not connected they are for you to like be making assumptions and be comparing your path to theirs. Um, this is mostly like just in life, but if things are meant to happen for you, they will. Mm -hmm. The right things will come to you at the right time. Mm -hmm. Trust your gut more than anything because, you know, Literally, people can make empty promises, but you will know. You will know instinctively um, if something is good or bad. Mm -hmm. And after after this experience, this first experience of like writing professionally, I can one hundred percent attest to the fact that I should have like listened to my gut, mm -hmm. and I didn't. Mm -hmm. And while I'm technically paying the price, and it's mm -hmm. not as bad as it could be, I'm still very much like, oh, okay, I learned. Now I know what I'm like. Yeah. Gonna prioritize for yeah. the next contract. And now I know what I like, what I'm looking for from like manage like a managerial position and like what I'm looking for from a, a boss or someone that's like overseeing yeah. the entire project. Yeah. And as much as I hate it because I fucking detest it, making mistakes is the only way to fucking learn. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Yep. Like as yep. much as I'm a fucking perfectionist and it hurts and pains me to be like, oh yeah, make mistakes, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. 
it's the only way that you're going to be like, oh, okay, I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I yeah. know what I'm looking for. I know like what my limits are. I know what like my hard no-nos are. I know like now I know what to look out for and what kind of like things to ask for when yeah. entering a project or like when entering something with myself. And, mm-hmm. and now I'm sort of like, it's only through trial and error, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sucks, but whatever. And yeah, it is what it is. I feel like I'm someone yeah. who only learns through making mistakes. That's how I really learn. Like for real. Yeah. That's just how I've always been. It has to be, it has to be like a firsthand account. I can't just yeah. be like, oh, a friend of mine went through this exact same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I gotta watch out for that. No, it's gotta be like I have to suffer through the thing so that hey, my brain yeah. is like never again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Brains are weird. But yeah. yeah, I think that that's great advice. Um, well, Aiko, it's been great having you on. Thank you oh so gosh. much for doing this. Yay. I love uh, this. This was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like, who knows, maybe, you know, in a year or something, we'll bring you back and just get an update. But, oh my God. Uh, yeah. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it would be. A yeah. time capsule. <gasps> Have yeah. you watched that stupid, like Billie Eilish interview? That's like every year no. it's the same interview. No, I haven't. No, okay. that's cool though. It's. It is. And I'm Uh like, shout out to the intern that came up with that idea. And then whoever the fuck is doing it, stole it from them and did not compensate. Um, I do not know who you are, but it's a great fucking idea. Yeah. And like, that'd be really cool if you like re-interviewed guests (laughs) after a while to be like, I kind of, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I'm I'm interviewing most people at the very beginning of their careers. So yeah, it's going to be interesting, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. All right, y'all. Episode 24 is in the books. I want to thank Iko Hilkinger for coming on the show. Really a fun conversation. Really interesting um, hearing her story. And at such a... I feel like we're in very similar places in our career uh, of just kind of breaking in and getting our first taste of success. But the difference is she's a lot younger than me, <laughs> so she's killing it. Um, I, I took a little longer to figure things out, but, um, but I'm super happy for her and she's such a sweet person. So, um, I want to thank her again, guys. If you like this episode, I'd love it if you went to Twitter or Instagram and gave us a shout out, say something you liked about the episode, say something smart. Iko said, say something dumb that I said, uh, whatever, just, you know, tell me how you're uh, feeling about the new app. Um, and also if you want to donate to the show, you can do that at the link tree link on our social media at social writer pod. There's a PayPal link in there, uh, in the link tree link. <laughs> Sorry. I'm fucking talking in circles. Uh, there's a link tree link there where you can donate. Uh, I'd really appreciate it if you could. Um, if you can't, not a big deal. I totally get it. I hope you enjoy the episode anyway. Um, and also, again, I'll just say, if you want to check out the short film, Ethan and Edna, you can find it on YouTube or Vimeo and Vimeo, both. It's online. I uh, really appreciate you watching it. And, you know, if you want to say something nice about that and tag me up, I'd appreciate that, too. Um, don't say anything mean about it. I, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't want to deal with that. that that's that that'll uh, I'm, I'm fragile. Anyway, guys. Thank you so much for listening this week. Um, I got a couple interesting guests lined up, kind of keeping this thing real casual. Um, I have a lot of other stuff going on, but I do enjoy doing this. And it seems like, you know, many of you who listen regularly enjoy it, too. So I don't want to let you down. I'm going to keep making these episodes uh, and I want you guys to, you know, Get some writing done, you know, drink some water. I'm on a big kick of uh, cutting back on caffeine. I'm 
basically like all I had today was one cup of green tea before I was drinking like three, four cups of coffee a day. And like maybe like the random Red Bull if I was like out doing something and tired. So, um, yeah, you know, we're all about trying to, you know, just be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. So, you know, get some writing done, get enough sleep, drink some water, eat a vegetable, eat a banana or another kind of fruit. Not going to be picky about that. And then, you know, if you want to have some Reese's peanut butter cups, have those too. And that's a free shout out to Reese's. They do not pay me. But um, if there's any representatives of Reese's listening, you can email me or DM me on Twitter and we can talk money. Uh, we'll talk some of that sweet green. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, bye bye. The Social Screenwriters Podcast. The Social